of Holistic Touch Podcast. My name is Agata Malczewska and I am so happy that you're here with me and that you decided to join me in this listening journey. As a first theme for our meeting, I was thinking what would be the most interesting topic and amongst uh, so many that I wanted to talk to you about, I decided that today I'm going to share a bit about psychedelic journey. Before I'm going to jump into psychedelics which is very interesting topic so some of you who are sitting there uh, on the other side and listening to me you already know me maybe you've been to my sessions uh, my sound baths or my massages or maybe my ceremonies but if you're completely new to my work and who I am let me quickly introduce myself so I live and I work in Amsterdam in the Netherlands where I have my company named Agatha Holistic Touch and under the same name you can find me in my social media. As Agatha Holistic Touch I offer a couple of different services so I always work towards balancing the body and mind through different tools. One of them is guiding shamanic ceremonies with psilocybin, with cacao ceremonies, uh, with also rapé or I also guide um, sound baths with crystal balls and many, many other instruments. And the last thing where you can also find me, it's in my Ayurvedic office. So I am Ayurvedic therapist and I give Ayurvedic treatments and I love working with body, but also mind and see how they both are aligned and combined. Let's jump into psychedelic topics. What I also see around me, this is something that is very popular recently. Many people are talking about the influence of psychedelics and also their experiences. So there is more and more people who have some kind of contact with that plant medicine. And there's also a lot of people that they're interested in, but I know that it comes with a lot of questions, maybe sometimes fear, sometimes it's also related to the unknown. I've met also a lot of people who idea of participating in the guided uh, psilocybin ceremony is exciting, but because it's so unknown, it's also scary. It's about also losing control. I hear that a lot and um, dealing with something that is completely new and mysterious, I would say. Let's cover the basics. What are psychedelics? So psychedelics are substances that, after consumption, induce non-ordinary states of consciousness. Such states, for example, include visual and auditory changes of perception and altered processes. Psychedelics can allow you to see the world new, fresh, fresh perspective, with uh, curiosity a bit like kids they have. After consumption, psilocybin is metabolized by our bodies into psilocin. And psilocin is responsible for inducing the psychedelic state. And the number of studies have shown that the molecular structure of psilocybin, which is 5-HT2A, improves the general well-being both physically and mentally. So it's also commonly known that a psilocybin-induced psychedelic experience can contribute to temporarily enhance neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity creates a space for opportunity to for us to change for also our growth and transformation. 
And what about neuroplasticity? So what is it? I know it might sound complex, maybe a bit like medical term, which I guess it is, but it can simply also be described as the flexibility of the brain. So it's ability to adjust to new thoughts and experiences. So when we are young, our brain, they have tremendous neuroplasticity and that's why it's so easy for children to learn, play new instruments, learn new um, languages and basically get new skills. And something that with the age is changing, so you probably also noticed, the older you get, it's more difficult to learn new things. Neuroplasticity is the brain's ability to make new connections. And then those connections can mean new insights, ideas and perspectives. Psychedelics can create a window of time where there is opportunity to rearrange or reroute some of our old pathways. So this enables us to replace habits and thought patterns that are no longer beneficial for us. That's why psilocybin psychedelics are recently more and more known um, to be very helpful in working with traumas like PTSD, addictions, many, many more. And so also I believe that the beneficial effects of psychedelics um, can find their uh, the roots in the following psychedelic experience. So also this experience is like integration of new habits and thought patterns that more beneficial of our state of well-being. There are different types of psychedelic experience you, you may find on the market. So there are guided ceremonies, which are usually shamanic ceremonies, and there are guided sessions with facilitators. So basically, there are different approaches to that. It can be done in a more spiritual way, also cultivating the traditions from indigenous tribes. And there are also approaches that they're coming more from the psychological experience. So when it's, for example, guided with people that they are trained in the medical field. Today, we are going to talk about shamanic ceremonial approach. Also, this is where I will be able to share with you my experience through guiding and experiencing the ceremonies. The shamanic ceremony assumes that the ceremony is done with intention. So that means there's a purpose uh, of you joining the ceremony and you most likely know that purpose. And sometimes also it happens that some participants, they really don't have an intention. It's very difficult for them to set one. And that's also okay. If you don't have intention, if you don't know what's your intention, so hard to define one, no problem. We will also experience it during the ceremony and really 100% cases when that happens is then during the ceremony, people sit in the circle or they start to go into their process and then it's clear to them. Another important thing that defines shamanic ceremony is respect the medicine. So you may know that you can hear that um, psychedelics are called psychedelics or there might be magic mushrooms, of course, magic truffles and LSD. There is many of them and they can be also called shrooms. But in the shamanic ceremonies, we don't call them that. We call them medicine, plant medicine. Why? Because, because we believe that this plant has a spirit that is our guide and will be guiding us during the session. You may know this spirit is a great spirit. There's just so many names that we can use. But basically, we know that we are contacting the higher power that is there to show us the way and help us with whatever we need help with. Is this the one and only best approach? Of course not. 
this is the approach that I know, my approach, this is how I work, what I believe. But you don't have to believe in exactly the same thing. If you, for example, already experience a session with a facilitator or a psychologist, that's also absolutely valid experience. And I'm sure that they have some things in common. And I love that we can have so many different approaches because everyone needs something else. So shamanic ceremonies and in general, psychedelic sessions, they're meant to be set in a silent environment, somewhere possibly perfectly. If we have the conditions and possibility to do it somewhere in the nature, maybe in the forest or at least in a very quiet space. So for me, living in Amsterdam, not an easy thing to do. This is quite quite a job to find a location for the sessions but uh, so far I do have one that is um, in Amsterdam close to the water located in the park and then my dream also was to move outside of the city so everyone who comes to the ceremony can really feel the power and influence of nature which is very calming and also having a sense of something is different we are less busy with everything that goes uh, around us so if we have ability to do it in the nature i would totally recommend it it's just perfect because psychedelics as for example magic mushrooms or magic truffles they're also part of nature what if there is no chance for you to go somewhere in the nature and there is uh, only one location that can do it for example your home absolutely fine also you can do ceremony or you can do the session at your home. And I think that's one of the most common place to do. The good side of our flat or the house is that we are feeling there the most comfortable and we know this place. So the setting makes us feel safe. Let's get back to the group ceremony and what you can expect there. So I will be talking here purely from my experience and how I guide ceremonies. So when participants are coming to the group ceremony, which basically means that there are people that they probably most likely never have met before. They will be sharing next couple of hours together, going through a most likely deep processes. So what is needed there is to build a trust. So when participants are coming, we are creating safe environment and that can be in many, many ways. But I always start with a sharing circles. So we talk about the ceremony first, I present how usually the ceremony goes, what you can expect and what can happen, How, what are the ways to experience, because there's a lot of ways and I will get back to that in a moment. And then there is also a time for everyone to introduce themselves and talk a bit more about the reason why they are here. Okay, so what about the experience? How we are experiencing the psychedelic ceremony as we are all very different. We will always experience the ceremony in a very individual way. And there is never one way for everyone. And that's something that I'm actually happy that I can talk to you about because I cannot express it enough. That we might have expectations, we might hear stories from our friends or from someone else, we might read about it somewhere on the internet maybe. And we can have preference, ooh, I really want, for example, to have visuals. But at the end, we don't know what's going to happen during the ceremony because we are so different and our body can react differently. Our body, our mind as well. So some people will experience the session very intense and that will be, uh, they might have visuals, very 
strong physical reactions or feeling in the body. And some people will have this session more mild and gentle. Some people will have only a feeling, a feeling that is like mental feeling. It's just like a stage that you're in. For example, it could be that stage. My favorite ones, I think, from what I saw uh, with my participants are when they are in the stage of this pure bliss. So it happens that, for example, the person is sitting and just observing, just abstracting everything and the surroundings. And it's just like the joy of being, of being in a moment, of having all of this, what you have, whatever that is, and enjoying it. So that's a very beautiful stage to be in. However, it's, of course, not every time and not everyone will experience it. can be also a stage of being in the pure calmness and peace. But can be also that you need to just lay down and close your eyes and just feel what you need to feel. Another very common symptom or a feeling that happens during the ceremony is changing body temperature so actually i'm adding this part after i already recorded the whole episode but while listening before putting it online i realized like oh no i forgot to mention this and i i think this is very important as well to mention so i managed to uh, somehow edit this episode and add this information so about the body temperature you may experience during the ceremony sometimes moments where you will be boiling hot or you feel freezing cold. And that's very normal. That's why during the ceremonies, I always advise to wear layers of clothes so it's easy to dress up and undress. Since we are already touching the topic of clothing, the question often is, what should I wear? And also sometimes participants are asking me, should I wear white? Because I know that this is a common thing to, to do. And yes, that's true. It's a common thing to do. Color white is often desired color. During the ceremonies, it represents light. So it's really fitting into that. So we also attract light mostly. However, I prefer to advice to wear anything that feels comfortable because at the end it's a couple of hours and you need to feel really good in what you wear and when you lay down or whatever you will do your comfort is the most important thing if you can combine these two things that perfect but if from my very personal bias opinion if you need to choose between white colors or comfortable clothes i would go for comfort definitely and sometimes if it's possible then i would also take or the group of participants, or just a single individual participant for a walk, depending on the circumstances, so they can enjoy the outside and also the nature. Because during the ceremony, you are in the stage of feeling and sensing everything so much more intense. So suddenly you can really experience how the fresh air feels, how the birds singing sound, how the wind feels, for example, how the sky makes you feel and just being in an open space and so many other things. If, for example, we are in this location near the water, so also how the water makes us feel or just observing. So usually being outside helps us to reconnect with the nature and we are also the part of the nature. So that's like a reminder who we are and what we are made of. I think my favorite thing I like to say to participants before we start the ceremony is expect everything and anything 
And what it means is that we have no influence what's going to happen on the ceremony in terms of what you will relive. The, but we do have influence on the surroundings and on the preparation and on the maintenance of the ceremony. So my job when I'm guiding is to keep you safe and is to help you out whenever you are, for example, stuck or lost or you are dealing with something that is challenging and difficult for you. And your job when you are on the ceremony is to allow yourself to surrender to the process and whatever comes to you any thoughts, any feeling in the body, and um, let it flow through you. Sometimes it can be very difficult to do that, uh, because also, as you probably know or maybe heard, psychedelic experience very often is confrontational. So we are facing some situations or thoughts or things from our past or our life that are maybe not the nicest one, not the easiest to look at, but necessary uh, as a next step for your personal development. That's why it's so important to know that you're ready to feel it, truly feel it, that you're ready to join the ceremony or the session with psychedelics because you have to be all in. Because whenever there is a resistance coming from you, mostly from your mind, because minds, they like to control, then... It's blocking the whole flow of the ceremony, of the messages that there are coming to you and trying to come through you. So when you're thinking about joining the ceremony, make sure that you know that you can do it and that you're ready. And by the way, yes, you can do it. Absolutely, you can do it. It's just if you want to do it. So what I mean, if you want to, what I mean by that is that do you want to really confront yourself? Because it can be. It can be confronting. Can it be fun too? And many times is. I had participants that they were dancing on the ceremonies, that they were smiling, they were laughing, they were just really enjoying. But I do, do have also participants where they are crying when they are scared because they're also going through something that, yeah, it's scary. But I can always assure you that if you're on a guided ceremony with the right guide, and that's another topic that I'm sure I'm going to be talking to you about in another episode because finding the right guide is one of the crucial things for the guided ceremony but once they are with the right person who is there to really keep them safe they can go through this and that's the beautiful part you can really do this you just need to be prepared that sometimes it's work but it's absolutely worth it and coming back to how the ceremony goes because i, I have a lot of questions from people who never joined any guided session any ceremony, how does it look like from really like the uh, uh, backstage. So after we share in the circle and then I, I also explain um, what you can expect, how the ceremony goes, then we start. So then the plant medicine is served. Everyone has their own spots. So the mattresses or the mats and definitely blankets, definitely something nice that you can put under your uh, hat. Um, I always recommend to wear comfortable clothes. And then the ceremony starts. So what does it mean? Then everyone is uh, at their own spot. So there is some kind of distance between the participants because they do need that space for themselves. Because during the ceremony, you feel even more that you live in your own world. And it might be very, it might look from the perspective like it's just a one person's world, but it's a huge universe. So 
during the ceremony if you can have as much space as you can so you can also be focused on yourself and then and when the ceremony starts then usually people are laying down because you also your body feels very relaxed and the best position usually feels like oh, i really want to lay down at least at the beginning so you know there are really different styles for guidance and there is so many and i can tell you from my experience what is mine so i guide with live music so that's my favorite style it's also because i love music it's a big passion of mine and i'm also sound therapist so i have instruments i also use my voice for guidance and that is what i love and i personally believe that music is another very beautiful medicine that can reach people sometimes better than words and uh, when we are in the ceremony sometimes uh, it's too complicated to understand uh, the words coming through the conversation but music has its own power that can reach no matter which language you speak and which stage you are in and what does it mean that i guide with live music do i sing non-stop for like five hours well no that's not possible because i would not be able to do that you know it costs as well a lot of energy but i do have a lot of instruments so definitely main tools are shamanic drum i love crystal balls because they kind of like bring you to a different stage and they are so angelic as well so calm and peaceful usually and they can help you to work deeper and i have some chimes usually and yeah maybe additional instruments rain stick it's nice it really depends where i am what i am able to carry and bring sometimes i go to the ceremony by bike and uh, depends on the location sometimes by car so you know like options different ways uh, but the most important is to you know to have yourself basically and the rest is uh, add on so through the music um i sing some songs sometimes it's just a pure music i also sing ikaros ikaros are the um, songs that are sent by my guides to the group in the present moment and they are mostly a message to one of the participants or to the the whole group about something that they are just going through at the moment and usually it really works like that they know this person knows that this is the song for them for example which is amazing too i love that and there are also moments of silence silence is another very important medicine it gives space it gives time it gives opportunity to listen to yourself so you have also moment where you can focus only on you and there's no distraction nothing that will take away what's coming to you and another part uh, of the guidance that i like is conversations so i try not to interfere when i know that there is no need for that but the participants they will always have an option to approach me or let me know that they need me and i would approach the participant uh, only if i really feel that they are stuck they are in some difficult spot or maybe they just need a company not necessarily even for a conversation but just someone to be next to them and that can be for so many reasons and i also sometimes not always apply some touch on the head on the arms maybe feet depending what i feel and while the time goes and i sing we sit in silence or and there we sit in a conversation or maybe sometimes when there is a need and also the weather allows we are going outside 
time goes and the hours are passing. And then participants usually feel the same way as I do, that the session is starting to slowly coming to an end. Then we are all start to sit together and gather together. And when I'm sure that everyone finished this, their, their journey, then we have um, some warm meals. So, so far it's been usually a warm soup for grounding, for bringing back, also for coming back to the present moment. If, if possible, of course, to have a soup, not always possible. And uh, then we have closing circle. And then during the closing circle, we talk what was going on. People usually are sharing their experience, their emotions, their the things that they come to them and the messages and the frustrations sometimes, the the happy points, the difficult ones as well. So anything basically that's present. Uh, we talk a lot about challenges or about being stuck because that more or less comes every time uh, during the session. And then when everyone feels content and really ready to finish, then we slowly finish the session. That usually takes around five, maybe six hours uh, from the moment we start until the moment we are ready. Every session is different, which means it will also, one session will be longer, some will be shorter. We cannot really predict that. So uh, we always have to be prepared that it can take like pretty majority of the day. What are the most common intentions? Well, often there are topics around the family relationships, maybe unsolved uh, situations, relations with parents, siblings, with a family member. Another topic is relationships. So if the relationship that they are currently in, is it a good one for them? Sure. Is it time to break up? Is it time to change something? And actually, I did have participants that after the ceremony, they realized from themselves that it's time to let go of that person. And they broke up with their partners. And I do not interfere with decisions like that. I do not give advices. Yes, you should that do that. No, you shouldn't do that. Because it's absolutely not my uh, field of expertise. I can only listen and maybe mirror which is like reflect okay so you're saying yes da, da, da. and what they do with that it's their own decision how do you feel after ceremony and are you able to come back home easily yes you're absolutely sober you're absolutely able to bike i would also say drive and you are brought into the stage where you are really fully aware of everything and yourself as well. So physically, yes, you are ready to be back. Mentally, I would say you are usually in a vulnerable stage still, which means you are very sensitive to the sounds, to the presence of other people around you, to your surroundings. So I always recommend to have a possibility to have some evening for yourself after the ceremony and even the next day if possible because your senses are still very sharp and your awareness of everything around you is also bigger. How do we usually feel after the ceremony? So we can be very tired, yeah, exhausted and um, in the need of spending time really on our own. So we maybe not even talking to anyone after coming back home 
or if you do then having really slow time like let's say chill and mentally we might be still in our head a lot headspace because there is an option that something that came to us was intense or big and we need still time to think about it so integration of the experience is very important and and remember that you need time for yourself so everything will find its place and integrate with your body but also with your mind and it can take weeks or even months and some experiences can take even a year so it might come to you after the ceremony in pieces day after day or week after week or month after month because we are not able to absorb everything in one go and then just after leaving a couple of hours we're like oh yeah I know everything now everything is clear and I know what to do and I am absolutely composed super composed like I've never been before so no that's not happening usually when it goes well and uh, you are also open for the experience then you feel like you have some direction but the integration also takes time to bring everything that you learned during the ceremony into life so it's the practical part where when you are in your daily routine with uh, everyone around you in your life where you know how to bring things that you gathered as an insight from the ceremony it's good also to have someone that you can talk to about the experience after so it can be all your guide maybe your partner maybe best friend but definitely it's good to have someone who will understand what you're talking about not necessarily exactly about your journey but just the topic around so that they will not take you as someone who is saying really ridiculous things or maybe make fun of you uh, so find a partner that will be able to level with you and take your journey seriously. So most likely you will be able to talk to your guide. I really hope you are. And uh, in the other case, also if you live in Amsterdam or in the surroundings, you can always come to my psychedelic integration circle where we are meeting with others who also experience any type of psychedelic experience. So sessions at home, guided ceremonies, shamanic ceremonies, with facilitators and we talk about the experiences and we share tips we share struggles obstacles challenges questions and we also create community so i hope you have some better understanding what you can expect from psychedelic ceremony in the shamanic setting but if you do have any questions for me and you would like to know more or something really specific came to your mind that i didn't mention here before then feel free to contact me through my email at hello at agataholistictouch.com or through my Instagram agataholistictouch.com I'm very happy to talk to you more about this and I will definitely talk more about psychedelics, experiences, ceremonies, sessions because there is just so much more that can be discussed here. So th this was me. You can find me also on my website www.agataholistictouch.com and on my social media i really hope to see you hear from you or maybe talk to you through some messages soon and thank you for listening this was first episode of holistic touch podcast Bye.